0: Welcome to Three Hands, a special three-part podcast miniseries hosted by me, Blake Howard, from One Heat Minute, where I sat down with filmmaker, writer, Gregor Jordan, who, while doing press for his latest release, Dirt Music, coming to Australian cinemas on October 8th, sat down with me for a longer discussion about the films that defined his career. His latest film, Dirt Music, with the episode titled The Wild West. Dirt Music is a movie with longing small town entanglements even a poster that stirred up a potential epiphany Is Australia's most lauded modern author Tim Winton, whose novel the film is based on just a mellifluous meditative, prestige Nicholas Sparks Well, with Gregor Jordan at the helm one hopes that that's not the case Here's the trailer for Dirt Music There was this moment when the tides changed that the whole ocean came alive. This big, heaving, living thing that makes you feel so small you might not even exist. Go down off the road and leave your body alone. Jim, we should probably talk.
1: Oh, <sighs> Everything's fine. You are the reason I've been waiting.
0: So long. How was it?
1: Oh, Pots might as well have been pillaged.
0: I could have helped.
1: Well, you've got your life, I've got
0: mine. Hello again. So you're running from them. I'm helping you run away. You're doing living like this. Didn't used to be illegal, what I do, and suddenly everyone's paying for bits of paper that tell us the foxes can't go fishing. So we played music. Uh, foxes, always where you don't want them.
1: Always have been. Is that a good idea?
0: I just wanted to remember what you looked like. You should have realized what it meant to touch me. What have you done, Lou? You gotta go home for both our sakes. I already felt like a ghost. Figured why not become one? Music will undo you. Because it makes you forget. Takes you somewhere else. But I knew what it meant to touch you. Georgie, Kelly McDonald, is living a replacement life. She's a convenient rebound for a wealthy widower, Jim, played by David Wenham, who's got an established family that holds a community standing as a generational fisherman in a coastal West Australian town. By chance, a late night swim due to insomnia results in an encounter with Lou Fox, played by Garrett Hedlund, an alluring outsider. Adapted from Tim Winton's novel by Jack Thorne, I had to ask Gregor Jordan how he came to the film.
1: Well, I was, you know, I was always interested in the book from even before it was released. It was it was sent out as an unpublished manuscript to certain filmmakers. Um, and, and I guess I was sort of, you know, blown away by the book, but also very intimidated and, and 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 didn't really know how to make it and was, you know, didn't really understand how you could turn something that sprawling and that sort of esoteric and with those sorts of abstract ideas into a coherent screenplay. Yes. Um, and, you know, my friend Philip Noyce had a crack at it and he, for whatever, you know, various reasons could never quite you know get the budget right to get it made um and um you know so I ended up sort of just meeting the producer of you know of dirt music for Nola Dwyer I just met her by chance she was a you know via a mutual friend and we got talking and and you know and she asked me if I'd like to have a look at this script that she'd had written by Jack Thorne and I was sort of more curious than anything about you
0: know how the hell he did it
1: yeah how how he went about it you know more than expecting to love it um but you know when as soon as i started reading it i almost started crying from the opening and um i found his script very moving and you know and just extremely clever in the way that he had condensed that novel into a you know into a coherent screenplay and kept the whole spirit of the book but you know but at the same time you know adding something new as well and and in, you know and sort of in a way improving upon the book in yeah. certain respects um you know in certain elements of the storytelling um so um you know i was very excited when i first read jack's script and you know instantly got in touch with finola and then lobbied hard to get the job of being the director
0: now there are many international actors who attempt the treacherous waters of an australian accent but for mcdonald melding her natural scottish with australian english dialect feels entirely right for the character i had to ask gregor jordan how did this casting come about
1: well look the casting process was i mean it's always challenging you know you um i guess you know r- really the universe provides you with the cast that you need to have yes in certain respects and um and casting that role was difficult because you know the character needed to be forty. Yeah. Um, you know, she, it's it's very much a part of who she is, her age. Um, you know, she was written as a very specific physical type in the book. You know, um, and, and, and you know that's not necessarily the be all and end all in terms of casting, but you know she was she's she's small. And she but she's fit, you know, and she's sporty kind of um, and, you know, and she's, um, um, you know, but also she sort of has a spirit to her. She has a sort of a feistiness and a fieriness to her. Um, And, you know, and, and I guess, you know, the essence of who that character is, you know, is quite hard to find.
0: Um, Georgie is a woman who, you know, she's 40, she's, um, she's, at, she's a, approaching a crossroads in her life or a fork in the road and, um, and um, she's depressed and she's drinking a bit too much um, and it's like self-medication and she meets the character Lou Fox just at either the perfect time or the worst time. Is that a good idea? I just wanted to remember what you look like, right now. You gotta go home, you know. For both our sakes.
1: You know, and when we were just sort of looking around at actresses and started talking to actresses and finding ones who were exactly the right age and the right look and the right and had the right spirit and, you know, and, and had great acting ability, um, but also who were up for it. Yes. Um, you know, Kelly really stood out as, you know, as, as a really great choice for the role because um, I got to say, you know, there's not a lot of, not a lot of actresses who, um, you know, will pick up and go to the remote places where this film was shot and, you know, do it happily. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Like there, there were actresses we talked to and, you know, who, who were very regretful, but because of their family situation or whatever said, I can't do it. I can't go to literally the other side of the planet, <laughs> um, you know, because I've got young children or, you know, I've got oh, or different reasons. So, you know, I guess Kelly sort of, you know, found us. And, and also, I guess, you know, when she, you know, when we spoke about the role and, you know, and spoke about, you know, she just seemed to really know who that character was. And, you know, she understood, you know, the sort of the, the the restlessness of Georgie and, and, you know, and and fundamentally understood her. So it just seemed like a really great thing. And then also, interestingly, the accent, you know, because that was, you know, something that we always had in our minds because, you know, doing an Australian accent is not easy. No. Um, and, um, you know, I spoke to Kelly about that and said, you know, how do you feel about being able to do an Australian accent? Because her, her natural accent is very Glaswegian. You know, very she Glaswegian. Very thick Scottish accent. And she just said, "Well, look," she goes, "I'll just I'll just approach it how I do with any role." She goes, "I I actually very rarely get to speak with my own accent." Um, she said, "You know, it's just about doing the work and and spending the time learning the accent and and then mastering it." She said, "She said when I did No Country for Old Men, I I didn't just do a Texan accent. I actually had to do a West Texan accent, which is different."
0: Caller, Jean, thank you for coming.
1: Don't
0: know why I did told you i don't know where he is
1: you hadn't heard from him
0: no i ain't nothing not word one
1: would you tell me if you had
0: well i don't know He don't need any trouble from you
1: it ain't me he's in trouble with
0: who's he in trouble with then?
1: some pretty bad people um and she said she was explaining to me when she did boardwalk empire she was doing an irish accent and i said yeah. and i said um, oh well, that must have been easier for someone from Scotland. She goes no in a weird way It's actually harder because she said, you know, there's so subtle differences between the sounds, but they asked uh, You know, she said, you know, it's actually harder to do something that's
0: similar not to give too much away But the scene of the movie is when Georgie experiences some tragedy in her life and The entire scene plays out just like the great death cat song, cutie song styrofoam plates She's standing at the funeral of one of her loved ones, which I won't go into detail with in order not to spoil it, but she's kind of disconnected with the world. And as she's staring around at all these cordial conversations, she just rejects the notion completely and causes a scene. And I wanted to talk to Gregor about what that meant in the context of this entire film.
1: Well, she's such an interesting character because she's this person who's, in a way, you know, sort of much happier underwater or you know what I mean with her yes. feet in the sand kind of thing yes. she's sort of a she's 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 much more connected with with nature or the earth um, than you know then she is you know with sort of petty societal politics you know she just cut you know and, and I guess that moment really sums it up with it she just she just cannot deal With any form of human bullshit right now. Yes, and and says I'm sorry. I'm just not gonna play this game
0: (laughs) The character of Lou is played by Garrett Hedlund and he's really in a state of melancholia He's a surviving member of a family Who's basically been killed in a car accident and a series of flashbacks you see A glimpse of what his life was like Jordan has always struck me as a profoundly spiritual filmmaker He's a filmmaker that's plugged into Australia's colonial past and the history of our First Nations, squashed into the subterranean, and he kind of processes that guilt by unlocking these ghostly realms in his movies. And Lou is definitely haunted by the ghosts of his family's past. All the more interesting still is that the role is played by another non-Aussie, Garrett Headland.
1: Yeah, look, it was interesting because you're right, you know, Garrett he he's um yeah he's not a guy who sort of necessarily prepares fastidiously uh, you know in the sense that he knows how he's going to say every single line and he's rehearsed every single move um he is much more sort of free-flowing and i guess jazz in the way that he approaches things yes and and i guess that's sort of you know how he approaches life generally um
0: (laughs) but um very right for the character too very yeah. Right well, well, well,
1: that's right. And you know, and I guess that was another. It was another moment. The first time I spoke to Garrett, um, you know, he who, I mean, he'd spent time in Australia, so he had an understanding in the Australian culture. But you know, he's from, um, you know, a really remote part of Minnesota. Like he lived literally 50 miles from the nearest town, and. You know grew up hunting and fishing and you know and is very sort of handy kind of a guy you know he re- he renovated his own house himself you know did all the carpentry himself um and and also you know he'd lost his father recently so you know this was a guy who was sort of very much <coughs> an outdoors person and of the land and who was very comfortable being outside and getting his hands dirty and, you know, but also understood loss at such a fundamental level as well. um, That even though he wasn't Australian, I just felt he understood who this person was. And, you know, and Garrett as well has a lot of natural darkness and a lot of sadness inside him just as a person that he has to deal with. And so, you know, he really, he really just sort of knew who Lou was without even having to explain it. So I guess in terms of how those two came together, you know, it was really just both of them had such a good fundamental understanding of of their characters um, and, and, you know, and such a respect for how the script worked that, you know, it was really just a case of, you know, standing back and letting them do their thing and those two you know had an incredible rapport with one another and really sort of you know found a good way to work together so that that was never a problem and um you know in terms of trying to find a way for them to gel they just did it naturally
0: through this story of love between two outsiders is a snapshot of a ruddy seaside community that is attempting to reflect australia's wealth gap and the palatial coastline homes are built with old money but this dimension is not really given space to breathe. There's so much in this movie that begs to explore race and environmental impacts of the working class pursuits, and you know, the law's reflex to look the other way when influential power brokers get up to no good. But its focus is the melodramatic romance, and that may be its greatest strength or its greatest area for criticism. But nonetheless, Gregor Jordan is an incredible filmmaker. It's been a real treat to talk to him on this show. And I was excited to talk to him about what the future holds because he's one of the first filmmakers that I've been able to speak to in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic and to see where he thinks the future of cinema lies.
1: The world was changing, or the world of, you know, sort of filmmaking and television was changing massively before COVID hit. Um, And the rise of of Netflix and the other streaming platforms, you know, had definitely massively already changed the way people were consuming drama. Um, You know, and so even, you know, movies for Netflix and and there was a whole controversy brewing about theatrical windows and all the rest of it. Um, But COVID, you know, and, and the fact that the world's gone into lockdown and that cinemas everywhere aren't operating... Um, has just sent it, you know, much further in a direction that it was already heading, yeah. um, and so, you know, how how it comes out the other side, I don't know. But I all I know is that, you know, pursuing feature film making right now is, you know, is very difficult because you know when you've got all these gigantic blockbusters like James Bond, um, you know, you've got Tenet. The marvel movies tenet yeah you know tenet essentially bombing in the us and you know because no one can go to a cinema um and you know you've got these gigantic you know tentpole movies um going straight to pay-per-view um you know the world of filmmaking is just completely turned on its head um and so you know the world of independent filmmaking I just have no idea what, you know, what what's going to happen or how it's going to unfurl. I mean, you know, I think at the end of this, people will still want to go to the cinemas, but I don't understand how a cinema chain can just have their, you know, all their infrastructure just lie fallow for a year and have basically zero revenue and survive. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what is going to happen with the, with the big cinema chains.
0: Huge thank you to Gregor Jordan for being a part of this limited series, Three Hands. Thank you all for listening. This has been a One Heat Minute production. Thank you to Universal Pictures Australasia. Dirt Music is out now in Australian theatres. If you want to check it out, you can. If you want to read my full review, it is on darkhorizons.com. If you want to see anything about other One Heat Minute productions, oneheatminute.com. If you want to find anything out about myself, I am OneBlakeMinute on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on another episode of our many one heat minute production soon.